Welcome to They Thought I Was You, the podcast where we recontextualize our childhood obsessions with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. I'm Lanny Harms. I'm a writer and actor. I'm Becca Roth, and I'm a writer, director, and sometimes improviser. We are now two adult women who are working in the entertainment industry, and this is the podcast (laughs) where we basically become teenagers again, but we keep our smart minds now. Yeah, we keep our smart minds. (laughs) (laughs) But we obsess over the Olsen twins just as much as we did then. Forever. And we met each other like almost by people putting us together because of our Mayor Kate and Ashley obsession. We just talked for like hours. It was just like all of our takes on every single thing in the world having to do with Mary Kate and Ashley. Like it's like it lives within us like everything about them absolutely is like part of my bone marrow yes and I remember like we had like a couple quizzes I think up top just to make sure that we were both talking to somebody legit oh my god yeah <laughs> and I don't remember what those were I think we just kind of like had like a couple of like taking the temperatures of like how much do you remember of this movie do you uh, like if you don't know their birthday we can't continue this conversation like, I don't want to talk to you <laughs> yeah wait that is so funny yeah I forgot about that that's really funny yeah because I think some people or like, oh, yeah, I was a big fan of theirs. Like, I can't tell them apart because they're identical. But, like, they were super cute and full yeah, and, like, absolutely. Like, like the conversation's fraternal. over. Yeah. If you don't know they're fraternal, <laughs> then you're not worth my time. Get out of my life. However, yeah. we do want to be, like, open. If you feel a hole in your heart that because Mary-Kate and Ashley left entertainment truly and they left a hole in your heart, then we want you to find that space here. <laughs> Absolutely. But I also would like to welcome like all levels of fans. Mm -hmm. Yes. In this podcast, we want to talk about our own personal fandom and talk about different people's fandoms, but also really do a deep dive into understanding who Mary-Kate and Ashley are and were in the time when they were rising to fame and how we saw them as a society at the time and how we're kind of recontextualizing that now from the lens of 2021, where everything is very different than it was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to understand why we were obsessed. We under- mm-hmm. want to understand how they constructed this culture of obsession with them. It is very interesting, like, how Mary-Kate and Ashley in particular, like, created that sense of, like, obsession. And, yeah, now it's, like, where are they? Like, they are they're successful fashion designers, but they mm-hmm. are out of the spotlight, they're, which is their right. Like, I don't know how happy they were. Yeah. Absolutely. We respect their choice for that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to talk to me a little bit about like your obsession with Mary-Kate and Ashley and where, if you remember where it started? I don't know exactly when it started. It takes two. I think it takes two is the turning point for me. Mm -hmm. That movie was so huge and I was also going to the video store with my parents all the time. And then, you know, you found out It Takes Two was just one of many other videos that they had, and that was so exciting. So then you got How the West Was Fun. You've got the Double Double Toil and Trouble. Like, I remember soaking up those movies so, so much, but I wasn't a Full House fan, and I think that is an important Oh, I don't think I knew that about you, actually. That's my biggest blind spot with Mary-Kate and Ashley, so I want to put that out there. If you're like me, like, I I see you, and if you did watch... (laughs) 
Full House, please still accept me. <laughs> oh my God. I Well, I accept you because Full House was my absolute favorite show. I think I'm like three years older than you. Oh, okay. When is your birthday? February. Uh, 1990. Okay, so you're... I'm two and a half years older than you, basically. I think It Takes Two came out when I was eight, and you were probably like five or six. Yeah, I was 95. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I think that that is a huge difference because for me, like Full House started Mm -hmm. when I was like two, and then I would like start watching it like as soon as I became conscious, like as a person. And that, but then It Takes Two, like I like I'm a year younger than them. That's huge. Yeah, so I feel like I I was like growing up like with them yeah before it takes two it's just so funny to me that you're just two years older than me but in the world of mary Kane ashley fandom and i'm an entirely different generation yeah it makes, <laughs> it's so much different because they were born yeah. the exact same year as my older brother so they were always like the cool older sisters in my head sure and they Interesting. were always kind of doing stuff like right before i was about to do it like right. passport yeah. to paris like that was like my first foray into kissing boys <laughs> and like oh then like the dance that was my like the you're invited to Mary Kate Ashley's dance video was like, oh my God, this is what junior high is going to be like. Yeah. And then yes. like two of a kind still like, and then I feel like this is where I was really hitting the apex of my fandom was because by the mm-hmm. time two of a kind hit, I was recording every single episode on ABC family that I could and oh. trying to do it in sequence and then try to make my own personal like VHSs of two of a kind. And then I would like print out the pictures online of the logo and pictures of all of the cast so I could make like a legit So you literally made a tape. Oh my God. That's so unnecessary. I know. (laughs) I love that. Because you could have just written two of a kind, but you're like, no, I'm going to trick myself into thinking that this is like a box I think I wanted it to look good in my collection of Mary Kay Ashley videos. I wanted it to match. It's like, no, 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 this is dual star. (laughs) Yeah. I might have even put the dual star logo on it. I was that obsessed. What about you? What about you? What's your history? Yeah, so my favorite, Full House was my favorite show ever. Mm. Like, I fucking loved it so much. Like, I just absolutely loved it. So that was like my intro to them. And was it specifically them that you loved on the show? No, it was the whole entire show. Okay. It was like everything about it was my it was just the best thing I could imagine. I just I just loved it. Like I don't know why. It was just it was my favorite show ever. I just loved it. Amazing. I don't know how the obsession actually started and I do wonder if like all of their like marketing that was targeted directly to me basically mm-hmm. is what did it because there was no moment like when I was watching Full House and I was like, "Oh, this is an awesome like pair of twins playing this one character." Like I right. but I just know that like during my childhood I was just completely cons- like they were just so so yes. important to me I was also in the fan club in the fun club sorry um, <laughs> and I like I bought the rollerblades that they had in one of the posters and I used to like rollerblade in my basement, I have like, that high, poster with me right them. now what really I I'll show it to you oh my later God. we should put that in the show notes of our podcast okay. like a link to that poster yeah I'll show it to you after this yeah um So, okay, the things that I super remember, like the big memories that I have, I was 
obsessed with It Takes Two. I saw it so many times that I accidentally memorized the entire thing and I can still recite the entire thing now. Um, When I went to summer camp, we would always like do just like scenes from It Takes Two for the talent show and I just like taught my cabin like the the lines. Um, I was like obsessed with the idea of having an identical twin stranger. Mm -hmm. Um, I had an orange cat named Pumpkin and this other orange cat like wandered onto my back porch and I was like oh my god it's pumpkin's identical twin stranger and then I we adopted it oh my god your cats had yeah, an it takes like, two story it wasn't a takes two story <laughs> and they were fraternal just like Mary and Ashley of course um I also I I remember I was probably watching like some Mary Kane Ashley tape and I saw like an ad for the You're Invited Mary Kate Nashley sleepover party. And it was the first You're Invited mm-hmm. video. And when I saw them say You're Invited, I flipped my <laughs> shit. I was like, I'm invited. When is this? How do I get there? I am going to meet them. I'm so excited. I'm invited. I probably like ran over to my mom and I was like, I'm invited to their sleepover. <laughs> I mean, I remember that feeling. The you're invited was so special. But I, but I, yeah, you took it to another level. I literally thought I, like, I didn't, it wasn't even like, I feel so included in this metaphorical way. It's like, when is it? Like, I really thought I was invited. They sent me the invitation in this commercial, mom. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When I was 17, I think, I think this was the same day I met Donald Trump, actually, which is a whole other thing. Um, I was at the U.S. Open. And a lot of celebs went to the U.S. Open in the 2000s. I don't know if they still do, but it was like a celeb hotspot. Mm-hmm. And they were there on the same day that I was there. And I like lost my mind. Like they were basically like they were sitting near the court and I was like all the way up in the top. Yeah. And they were like being swarmed by all these fans who were like at that point like much younger than me. Like I was almost 18. Uh-huh. Um, but I still was like this is my ch- this is my lifelong dream. They were like Felt like covered in fans and like their security guards were like fans like get out like go away go away and I walked up to the crowd and I was like excuse me I need to get to my seat and I like pushed Bad past girl. all the fans and I sat in front of them in someone else's seat because they were like she can't be a fan she's too old but I, I was I was their biggest fan oh my god there's a picture yeah. of this too isn't there there is I'll put it in the show notes I keep saying that like I've ever made a podcast but I yeah we'll, put we'll it figure out how notes. to do show notes and we'll put them there yeah yeah yes there is a picture of me sitting there in front of them my heart did break because I did like I looked back at them mm-hmm. and they looked at me like they didn't know who I was oh. and it was just like really sad because they don't know who I am did that affect your <sighs> obsession with that at all was it like a come to Jesus kind of moment them not recognizing me yeah um I mean I was old enough I think to, to know, know that they wouldn't logically that they didn't that they didn't know me but it still it still is this like honestly like weird mental disconnect because you do feel so close to them and yeah. like of course you know they don't know you but like you kind of think they should like it it is weird like to just have them like not know you cuz yeah. I know them so well that would be a weird yeah. I never got a chance to meet them I also did always dream about meeting them and yeah. uh, have actual dreams at night about meeting them and it was they were the most exciting dreams I ever had and I never but I never did I never did meet them and I think I would have had that same kind of fear and icky feeling because oh if you could only know but then they also had so many people who felt that way about them I know 
we both were just like dying to meet them. Like, and yes. I don't even know if you could put into words like what we thought would happen mm-hmm. if we were like in their presence and they were friends with us. Because yeah. it's like, what? But yeah, like so many people felt that way. Like that's how they, that is how they marketed themselves. Like your best friends, but like in the most fun, heightened, magical version of friendship. Yes. Like what? Yeah. When I really think about it, what was I, what was I expecting when I met them? And I think it was just to have a best friend and like maybe to have a twin. Like there was also that thing that a lot of us, I don't know if this was a thing of the nineties or a thing of just being a a teenager or a teenage kid or just a little kid. You just want a twin. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But there's definitely was something going on in the nineties with Tia and Tamara, with Parent Trap, Mm -hmm. with like, there's just yeah. like multiple twin obsession examples. There was something about it that because there was two of them, for some reason, it felt like I was one of them because I <laughs> could, there's already multiple. So why don't you add why me as the, one more? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> third twin. I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. That is a really weird feeling. And um, it, it always did feel like that was the most magical thing that could ever happen in my life was yeah. to just meet them because it, we would probably kick it, like, hit it off right it away. Would just be so, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like our – I kind of maybe felt like my life would be as if I were, like, at their ice cream sundae party or, like, at their mall party. Like, I was, right. like, living a, like living one of those videos because it just, like, felt – it seemed, like, weirdly accessible, for, like, somehow, even though it, like, was a, a movie with, like – like, I always – was so jealous of like all the girls who got to be in those videos yes. as if they were just like snatched off the street and not like it's aspiring actresses with agents. Like I, it just felt like it could be me. There like, was something, could... there was a quality about those you're invited videos. And I guess maybe not so much with the detective videos, but there was just a quality of accessibility to it. Even with their full length uh, direct to video movies, there was like a, mm. I could be in this movie. This doesn't yeah. seem so completely unattainable in the way that like meeting Britney Spears is completely unattainable. Right. I mean, they even did those cruises too, which I never went oh on. My God. But yes, I was dying to go on those <laughs> Yeah, dying to go on. I knew I could, ne- <sighs> I knew my parents would never go for it. We were in Minnesota, their cruise ships mm. are. <laughs> on an ocean somewhere but (laughs) but like yeah there was there was something in the marketing that they just wanted you to feel like you could hang out have a sleepover with them and it would be awesome yeah actually I mean if you think about like what their content like actually was like I think for me what what definitely spoke to me the most aside from it takes two which I also loved also because I loved camp like everything was like everything that I love um but I think like their your invited videos they are meant to make you feel like you're just like hanging out with your friends and I don't think Mm -hmm. there's anything I don't think there was really anything like that that was like specifically for like eight-year-old girls yes like because there was like yes there was Britney Spears but that wasn't like she never did like hang out with her friends videos or like no and there was like Barney and friends but that was for stupid babies like right. this was, like for whatever reason it like wasn't I feel like it was so close to being something that you would make fun of but like it was not even at all no. like it was like the most magical thing ever exactly yeah and that's that's also where that's part of what I would also like to explore in this podcast too mm-hmm. is that like how much of this was uh, them, like their team marketing them and how much of it was like them being really good at knowing what kids their age wanted. Yeah. I really, I, I, 
I don't know if we're going to get that answer, but like, I really want to believe that they had like some sort of decision making process that was like, they knew that we wanted to have a year invited video to like hang out with them in their sleepovers. They knew that we were excited to go to the dances. So why don't we get ready to go to a dance with them? They knew that we wanted to like travel the world and go to Paris and go to Australia. And like, why don't we like do that and like have weird adventures and meet boys along the way or and meet new friends along the way. Like all of these kinds of like, things and even when you go back and look at these movies as adults like they seem so poorly written and so like poorly put together like 79 percent montage like, yes just, yeah <laughs> and like and like really bad messaging in a lot of ways like all you yeah. have to worry about is shopping and boys and boys like gossip and, and then like that's gonna be life how we all kind of got this like messed up idea in our heads that anytime we go away on vacation we'll meet like the cutest boys immediately yeah. and like there'll be a dance in like the city we're visiting and then we'll have our first kiss and it'll be dreamy truly that caused a lot of disappointing family vacations for me as a kid i think so what too. Did i yeah. think was gonna happen i was gonna leave my family at 10 years old to hang out with some like that's where, what they where did. is this boy coming from <laughs> yes. where does he emerge from like, is he waiting for you at the airport? Like, where is he? Who is this boy? He is tending the pools at the Bahamas Resort. <laughs> the Atlantis Resort know. in the Bahamas. Oh, my God. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. I did. And now I'm remembering, actually, when I was in seventh grade, I went to the Dominican Republic with my friend and her family. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, in the weeks leading up to it, I would, like, go to sleep every night and just dream about this, like, boy from the resort who would like crawl into my window every night and like take me out to the palm trees and like just be this dreamy resort boy and I I don't think I realized that it was like Mary-Kate and Ashley told me to dream this yes I I think I was just like wow that would be so cool but like no it was just like completely ingrained in me right that this is what happens did they ingrain that in us or did they just make movies about what we all were thinking about have thought (laughs) yeah well that's that's the genius of them it's like how much of them like did they shape us or like would we already have been shaped like that and they like gave it back to us in like the most satisfying way yeah they still knew as like eight years eight-year-old kids i'm just gonna say eight as the catch-all because that's kind of the average yeah Yeah. eight-year-old kids that we just wanted to like see that and there was no other there was no other media out there doing that it was like disney or yeah like pop stars Right. Yeah. And there were, I know it's such a like specific, whatever it was that they were giving me, I was just like, I could not get enough. And it was just perfect. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, that is a really good question of like, how much of a say did they have? Because I know that like, they were, they had like leadership roles in their own companies, yes. like from a very young age, like yes. they were the executive producers. They were like the owners of Dual Star Entertainment. Like they did have a lot of power mm-hmm. and Yeah, I mean, I would love to explore in a future episode, like, what their actual creative role was, like, how much creative power they had. I would love to get some sort of access to. Me too. um, To that, because, yeah, it is, like, it it, it was just so, it was just exactly what we wanted, and Mm -hmm. I could not get enough. It was a part of the appeal of them, because I also think, and this is where I'll say this is a huge benefit of what they taught me as a as a kid was just that like you could be an entrepreneur not as not like as a woman not as a femme person as a kid as a little kid (laughs) as a little kid you could be an 
like you can run an empire. And that's yeah. still what I love about like celebrities or entertainers. When I, when the people who I really still stand to this day, like they're people who really like take charge of their brand and of their business yeah. and make those decisions. And yeah, they started that. I, I don't know if they started that in my mind, if they, if yeah. they started that trend, I don't know. Again, these are all things to, uh, <laughs> Explore. explore in the future yeah <laughs> and that's all the more reason to like respect them and that's the other part of this there's just there's a lot to respect and there's a lot to admire and there's like so much that hasn't they haven't gotten credit for i don't yes. think i think they got a little bit of a became a little bit of a joke at some point and that was very upsetting to me i think so too and i also would say not even at some point like i would also say like outside of our bubble of like pure untouchable obsession like I do think that like the world like they didn't they weren't super taken seriously even like then because yeah they're like they're girls and they're kids and it's the 90s and like there's sexism and also their kids like right and they run their own company yeah right they do yeah right (laughs) like uh and yeah they I mean they care about fashion and boy like there's a lot of stuff that like in the 90s they would have been dismissed for and even now yeah like people do like make fun of them like they're smoking and like they're just their whole vibe now like everything and I just I think we both want to put out there that like this is like a Mary Kate Nashley appreciation, <laughs> respectful, like we fucking love them. Right. And we want to like give them the respect that they long deserve. And like even the stuff about them that like, yeah, is like whatever, questionable, whatever. Like I always want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they were thrust into this world as infants. Mm-hmm. Like they did not choose any of this. And I really, truly do think that they made the most of of the situation that they were thrust into like I even now still like yeah like it's my like like embarrassing obsession or whatever (laughs) but like I do like love them and I do want like if they're listening to this I want a do-over from the U.S. Open and to like hang for real like (laughs) right yeah exactly and I also like where I'm not like afraid to scrutinize or criticize any of the choices that were made throughout their career Mm -hmm. either like this this is like we are like two um intelligent and fully fun like two women now who <laughs> yeah, have right. like the benefit of um retrospect and hindsight to be able to like yeah. to see these choices and what happened but yeah at the end of the day this is all coming from a deep love and appreciation for the Olshan twins that is not ironic yeah no exactly and yeah for sure of course like we're not just going to be like defending them to the grave like every single thing they do like we will be critical but like overall this isn't just like a look how stupid and dumb they were for being dumb like that's not that's not what oh, oh no, no, no 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 and if that's what you're here for you don't get the fuck out. You can like, leave. Get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you, if and you, and if you don't know their birthday, which is June thirteenth, nineteen eighty six. It's really hard to do over Zoom, but I know. <laughs> like if we were on, if we were together, we could have done it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> do we want to play a game? Oh yeah, <laughs> why don't we play a game? So each episode, um, we're gonna end with a game. So I think um, one that we came up with when we met, I think it was like, it was about peanut butter. Yes. It's def- it, well, it was oh, deciding. Like di- right. In different pairs, who's the Mary-Kate and who's the Ashley. Iconic duos. Who was the Mary-Kate and who was the Ashley? Yeah. Okay. So this is completely improvised right now. We have not prepared this. No. So why don't we just, let's just try it. Okay. Let's try it. Okay, um, Bert and Ernie. Bert is the yellow one. Ernie is Ernie's the orange, orange one. one. Yeah, Bert. So yeah, Bert is the Bert is the 
more rigid one and Ernie's the more fun Okay, one. then I would definitely say Bert is Ashley and Ernie is Mary-Kate. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Correct. <laughs> <laughs> let's, do, let's do peanut butter and jelly. Okay. Um, I would say... Okay, I would say peanut butter is Mary-Kate mm. and jelly is Ashley. Um, explain. Why don't you say yours and then we'll explain our answers. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to influence you. Okay, I was going to say Ashley was peanut butter, peanut butter. and Mary-Kate was jelly. See, I feel like that might be obvious. That was my first thought. But if you really think about it, like jelly is like super sweet, super girly, mm. like very like sparkly. Whoa. And like – yeah, and then like peanut butter is more sporty. Not- <laughs> you do eat peanut butter to get ready to play sports. It's a yeah, very like you put good peanut snack. butter on apples. You put a have peanut butter sandwich. Like it's like protein for the soccer game. Oh, that's so funny. You know what? And it's less frills, I would say. You're at yeah. As soon as you started seeing that oh, yeah, that jelly was like more bright and sweet and everything, then it makes sense that it was. Ashley, but like in my mind, yeah. like peanut butter is so like nutritious, like it's not wasting right. time. Like it sure. is, it does, it is tasty and it, it like mm-hmm. gets the job done when you need like uh, a like indulgent but not too indulgent snack. But like yeah. jelly is like so fun and like right. frivolous. I guess that's not very nice <sighs> to say about Mary Kate because I wouldn't well, call I her that, frivolous, but I would call It's interesting though because I do feel like they both have like. In terms of their stereotypes, this is interesting, too, because I do feel like they both kind of play the same stereotypes of themselves, like, yes. over and over. And, like, Mary-Kate is blue, Ashley is pink. And, like, I feel like when they did – I feel like they did one where they, like, switched, and it was, like, a real daring move. Oh, what was well, it? Was the, it was it winning London, or was it – Actually, I th- was it New York Minute? I was about to say New York Minute, but it wasn't because Ashley was, like, super, like – prim and proper and like oh, right. uptight and Mary Kate was like, I have to see simple plan right yeah. exactly <laughs> there I mean there was a time when um like at winning London it was it was Riley and Chloe and then they switched their names they switched names because the names were just so fucking cool so they cool. just had so to use cool. it as much as they could but like yeah. I do feel like around that time Mary Kate was rejecting this idea that she was a tomboy because she yeah. was definitely not as like she definitely was more girly than that and they yeah. both kind of went back to the median a little bit okay wait so I think actually yeah so in Winning London, Mary Kate was Mary Kate was a model UN one, right? And Ashley was the joiner. Oh, yeah. Right? I it's been so long since I I've seen so. Winning London. I know I haven't seen it in a long in a long time too, but I'm just thinking of some lines that are definitely said in Mary Kate and Ashley's in Mary Kate's voice and face and face. Yes. Um like when she's like no, it's her turn. Like that's definitely Mary Kate. Right. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. But studious doesn't really equate with well, uh sporty yeah like, but i think well that's the thing is like i think mary kate was super type a in winning london and ashley was like just like whatever i like this guy i'm gonna go to london right so, like I you're think right there was you're yeah, right more of a but yeah it is interesting like how it's like mary kate well they they're both quote-unquote like frivolous and quote-unquote uptight like in their different ways because i feel like mary kate was like sporty and tomboyish but like chill and mary and ashley was like more type a but also like girly and obsessed with boys so like yeah both yeah 
Should we do one more? Yeah. <laughs> that one went into quite a tangent <laughs> or quite in depth. Yeah. Okay. Apples and oranges. Okay. Uh- <laughs> You're literally comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. Um, I, man. Yeah. I think I would say Ashley's the apple and Mary Kate's the orange. Yeah, I think I would say that too. Yeah. I think I would say that too because I feel it. Why don't you go first and then I'll. Yeah, I was just going to, just because Apple is just like a little bit more like, um, it just feels a little bit more regal in that sense. Yeah, and orange definitely. feels like a little bit more fun and tropical. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would say that as well. And I think Apple's like a little more classic and like basic kind yeah. of. And orange is like, yeah, a little more fun and splashy and yeah right 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 yeah yeah Yeah. i had another pair that i think would be fun i honestly like love this game yeah and you'd pick out your favorites (laughs) and editing um barack obama and joe biden oh my god oh my god that is insane i know Um, that's insane okay let me think um i would say i would say barack obama is mary kate and Joe Biden is Ashley. That was definitely my impulse, too. Because I feel like Obama just has, like, a really good head on his shoulders and, like, mm-hmm. knows what's what and is just, like, has it together but is also just, like, so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, like, has, like, cooler vibes than Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And I think – this is kind of weird, but I think, like, Joe Biden, like, has to try harder. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe, I think because Mary-Kate is so chill, like, I think Ashley has to try a little bit harder. You know, my opinion is kind of switching as you're talking. Oh, okay. Because I'm starting (laughs) to think that, like, Obama, I mean, if you talk, like, in terms of, like, them as politicians, I feel like Obama was so, like, he definitely does have, like, a cooler natural energy, like, that he doesn't have to put on. But he seems like he's always constantly thinking about all the million ways someone could, like, uh, take his words differently or um, Mm. uh, misinterpret his intention. And so he's constantly, like, calculating his every move. Or Joe Biden seems a little bit more loose. Off the rails. Off the rails. Like, like, can make a crazy face, eat ice cream for no reason, like, whenever he wants. (laughs) And that feels like a more Mary-Kate energy. That's true. Yeah, I think when I think of Obama, like, I just think of how, like, cool he is, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that makes so much sense, too. Like, I think if you think about the different, like, I guess it's like the difference between, yeah, them as politicians and them probably just hanging out. As just people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Oh, I have another uh, question. If it's peanut butter and chocolate, does that change who's who? Absolutely. Like, I think peanut butter and chocolate, yeah, I mean, well... Okay, so, yeah, I would say, I mean, yeah, I would say the chocolate is, I was going to say Mary-Kate because it's, like, a fun, leisurely, chill snack, and I could see her, like, having it all over her face, mm-hmm. but, like, and and Ashley would be more, like, sensible and nutritious. Right. It's like, yeah, this is tasty, but it's also good for you. It's also, like, a good source of protein. Yeah. <laughs> But I would also say, like, on the flip side, I could also say that Ashley could be chocolate because it is, like, sweet and also classic and, like, very, like, stereotypically feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, again, Mary Kate's eating that peanut butter at the soccer game. Yeah. Like. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh, I thought the peanut butter ones would be easier. I know, but they're just, it just goes to show how multifaceted Mary Kate and Ashley are and how much we need to do them justice after all these years. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we hope that you'll come on this journey with us yeah. for this podcast. Yeah, because we're very excited about this and we're doing this like to fill our own passions. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like we're not alone. I, I got to believe we're not alone. We're not alone. We are not alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I promise. I'm, I'm okay. so I, I can't wait to meet more people like us through this podcast. <laughs> I know. Me too. I feel like that's my, also my biggest goal here. It's just like to have a community of Mary Kay and Ashley fans. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're not we, alone we anymore. No, not anymore. The fun club, like, the fun club is back. Like, this is the fun club Mm -hmm. of the 2020s. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is what the 2020s need. (laughs) We need it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, Um, thank you. Please uh, (laughs) uh, leave uh, suggestions in the comments for things that you want us to talk about. And email us at... um, uh, we're going to create an email address, so uh, we're going to put it in the show notes, but email us at that email address. I'm thinking it'll probably be they thought I was you at gmail.com, okay. but like, hold on. I'll, we'll- <laughs> yes. There will also be an Instagram eventually that yeah. you can find us at. Um, yeah, it'll- which might be how you found this, actually, because like, I don't know how you're going to find this yet, right. but um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, and it's going to be great. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. They thought I was you. If it's up to me, you are.